Bubble Lounge. I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. And welcome to the quarantine edition of the Bubble Lounge. We're coming at you live during this time because what else are we going to be doing? It's not like we have anywhere to go. Exactly. <laughs> Although I will say this. I just took a ride around the neighborhood. And I know people are saying nobody should be out. And I swear to God, I saw, first of all, a birthday parade, which made me smile. I was honking for oh. Jack's birthday. I saw everyone in it. Everybody was like in a big line and their golf carts and their cars. And the kid was hanging out at the top of his, his thing. And then, um, of, of the car, I mean, and, uh, it was really cute. And then I saw a bunch of kids bicycling together. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it actually made me happy. Everybody's got a different opinion about it. I feel if you're outside biking, you're not, you know, sleeping in a bed together. It's, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you need to get outside. Fresh air and exercise is key right now. And I went on a long walk today all over the neighborhood, and I saw so many people out and about walking, um, usually like a mom and a daughter type of a thing, and then just people individually. But people were so friendly. They were just like, one lady stopped and actually started chatting with me, and she was talking about how hot it was going to be today and how that was good for the virus. And she was just like, it's really good to talk to you. We never exchanged yes. names or anything, but it was cute. I liked it. <laughs> well, it's like I had an audition on Skype today. And the first thing I said to the casting person was, oh, my God, it's so good to see your face. Just even to meet you. <laughs> and she kind of looked at me. But I, but I thought, I'm serious. Like, I'm actually interacting with you. It's so nice. Yeah. What's that like to do an audition online? I guess you're kind of used to it. You do that sometimes anyways, right? I've done it. Yeah, I've, I've done it many times anyway, so it's okay. It was more that, let's, let me go to this right now. It's more that I can't believe how busy we are right now. Like what you think is like last weekend when it first set in, okay, there was a weekend, right? There was mm-hmm. no school. We were spring break. So we were right. doing a lot of lying around. I was doing a lot of laundry. I was doing a lot of cleaning. But um, then I started to think, oh, I need a routine, right? So, and we started online school on Monday. So there's that. But we needed a routine. I had to set up a, like a classroom for my son Um, but we had, I started running every day. I go for like a run outside. Then I go for a short run on the, on the treadmill in the gym. My husband fashioned in an, uh, 24 hours in our garage, but like I try to do things in spurts so that I feel like I get out. But the truth is we were doing a lot more, I don't know, relaxing. And now Mm -hmm. I feel like since school started, it's been very busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we just started back today. It's kind of a trial uh, today and tomorrow is a trial. And then Monday is when actual online school starts. But tell us about how that's working for you. Well, it's difficult. But uh, I will tell you, my son's face lit up Monday morning when they all got online. It's almost like a Zoom cocktail party. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody's on Google Classroom together and you see everybody's face and kids are just really happy to talk and to see each other's faces. And it's kind of social. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that one, I, I will say it's longer than I thought. I mean, it's a long, it's a long day, right? How about your kids? Um, it, I guess because it was the trial day, it went really quickly because by the time I got back from my long walk, they were like running around the house. I'm like, wait, wait, is this lunchtime? Is this recess? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Oh, we're done. And I'm like, oh no, this is going to surely real school on Monday is going to last longer than that. So yeah, it went quickly. They seemed to understand the process. So that's good because I talked to some other moms that were having a hard time uh, understanding the technology and getting logged in and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I think one of my tips is uh, it was important to set up a space. So I didn't put Charles in his desk where he normally studies. I put Mm -hmm. him in the dining room and I set up, 
he has his gaming chair. He's, you know, the dining, head of the dining room table. Um, he's got like, he's, you know, there's like a nice background. I know that sounds silly, but it just makes it all seem better. You know, when you're in school online and he's got all of his papers on, like I have each subject in a stack. So he's kind of prepared. He knows where to go find it. You know, okay. it's almost like a filing system out in the open. <laughs> which would have driven Open me crazy time. a couple weeks ago that would have driven me crazy now I'm like go ahead <laughs> yeah it's a whole different world now no I think that that's really smart what you're doing because it's important to your bedroom should be your kind of your little sanctuary and where you go to relax and uh, talk online with your friends and then I like how you're separating and having a designated place dedicated to school I think that's yeah. really important I will tell you I talked to the principal today online with Charles of Shelton, yeah. Charles goes to Shelton, uh -huh. because it is a le learning different school and it is harder for them to do school online. I'm just going to be honest. Like, uh, you know, they need the tactile interaction. They need to be shown something and follow it. They're more visual learners. And I know this is a visual medium, what we're doing right now, but you can't, you, you know what I mean? You can't write it out on a desk and have somebody say, oh, I don't understand this. Please help me. It's just more, it's more complex. And sure. I do think the school understands that and mm -hmm. I'm glad because they need to, because it, it is infinitely harder for a learning difference child, which is why they have smaller classrooms because sure. they can't handle all those distractions. And it, you know, if, the, if it's a multi-stepped problem, let's say in math, that's way harder to do in a large classroom or remotely mm -hmm. like we're doing online. So if you run into a snag, are you able to access the teacher to ask questions? Yes. But I will say it's been a crazy week, Monday through Thursday thus far, and I just looked at his schedule for next week, and actually they're ramping it up. Like some of his classes were like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and next week they're like it's like a full-on school day. Oh wow! So wow, we have it's a lot to look, look forward to. Out, they need to get outside. They need to take breaks. I mean, I almost feel like don't laugh at me. They need recess, even though they're in high school. Like I swear to God, they should have an hour marked out where it's like just go do whatever, ride your unicycle. Yeah, we don't care what you do. <laughs> yeah, like just physical activity. Yeah, everyone needs to get up and move around and, and run it out, I guess. That's yes. very helpful. I'm texting so, my son when we talk. Hold on one second. I have to tell him something. <laughs> you talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Because I know he's running around not doing work. That's what's going on, guys. Okay, you're going to be doing the same thing. <laughs> I know we got a lot to look forward to HPISD friends. Um, yeah, I'm so curious how that's going to all work out because like Nellie said, her classes are smaller and they actually have all their pictures up there where they can see, but our classrooms are a lot bigger. So I don't think it's going to work quite the same way. Yeah. I don't know what the limit is. You know, I don't know. have but you been to the grocery? Wait, what? Well, they'll figure it out. And Highland Park's really, it's such a great school system. Like I would imagine they could come up with something like, Maybe, you know, 10 students are on, you know, Mondays or something like that. They, they could yeah. divide it up because I do think they'll need that kind of interaction, but they'll figure it out. We're like, yeah. we're figuring it out. And I can't even believe we've adapted this quickly. That's all I can say is if you think about all of us out there, like guys, imagine that a week, two weeks ago, tomorrow Mm -hmm. will be two weeks. And do you remember that day when we were all like, should we go on spring break? Should we not go on spring break? Yes. Do you remember that? Like yes. to think that within two weeks, we have literally shored up. We all live this weird life. We're all hoarding toilet paper. We're all <laughs> walking around CVS just to feel like a human being. <laughs> this is a whole new world. 
Oh, yeah. Very, very different. Um, well, you just mentioned hoarding toilet paper. Have you been to the grocery store recently? Yes. I mean, you cannot find toilet paper to save your life. Nope. And I, I just don't understand the whole concept of hoarding because I'm told that it makes people feel in control during times that they don't have control. But why toilet paper, guys? Like, what the hell are you doing with all this toilet paper? Like, I ha literally have an anxiety <laughs> attack every time I have to replace a roll of toilet paper. And I literally have the song, Another One Bites the Dust, playing in the, <laughs> the back of my mind every time I replace one. And I even uh, posted about, a, I took a picture of an empty toilet paper roll the other day and posted it on Instagram. And I was like, does anyone else feel a big sense of anxiety every time they see this? And my teenage daughter did not like that at all. She demanded that I remove it because it was very embarrassing. <laughs> so the funny thing about like when I did post it is seconds later, I got several texts from people saying, are you in a bind? Do you need some toilet paper? I have some I can give you. So now I know who my true friends are out there. I agree with you. And yes, it is about sharing. I thought about that. We on our street, on my Martha and I live on the same block, not the same block, the same street, but about six houses from each other. Um, on my block, there are some older people. And I thought, I'm gonna like drop a little note and say if you need something, let me know. I think that's really sweet because a lot of pe older people are just there. I can only see her on both things. Okay. Sorry. Little quick question to the producer. Everything's good. I like that you're leaving notes for your neighbors. In fact, my mom, who is 79, turns 80 this year, we were talking on the phone today and she said she had a really sweet neighbor that she saw when she was out walking that said, do you need anything? We're going to be going to the store tomorrow. Let us know if you need anything. So mm -hmm. definitely the neighbors need to take up people that are offering to help you because you don't need to get out there, especially if you're older. Well, Charles and I, this morning, so Christ the King, our church, sent out something saying we need peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Mm -hmm. So Charles and I made a whole bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And what they did was, it was at a church downtown, and um, uh, you, you just drive up with everything in your trunk, and you just pop your trunk, and they take it out. Okay. So I had Chris do it, because Charles had school, so my husband did it, but I thought it was, it felt good to just make a whole bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and help people. And they were, for some reason, very impressed that I found PB&J and bread, but that wasn't very hard. <laughs> there, don't you ladies story. go out and buy all the peanut butter and jelly now? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you're just going to start a frenzy on that, aren't you? Some yeah. stores have bread, and then some you can't find it. It's interesting, uh, uh, the things that are sold out. Like, one place I went completely sold out of uh, pasta sauce and all pastas and, and bread and it's just funny. It's kind of like a buy store what they're sold out of. But toilet paper is definitely a common theme. And I wish you people would stop hoarding it because I am going to run out eventually. And I'm yeah. nervous about that. Well, as far as the pasta goes, I will say you notice they, re they restock food. They yes. do restock food. Like there's no shortage of fresh vegetables, et cetera. There really isn't. But can I tell you something? I want to talk about hand sanitizer for a moment. <laughs> okay. So, um, my husband came up with this very clever idea, and then I want to tell my story that you know, Martha, about traveling. But um, my husband came up with this clever idea, so he um, said he found CBD 70% uh, hand sanitizer, because he's in the medical business. And the, uh -huh. the catch was you had to order four cases. I was like, yeah. seriously? Seriously, Chris? Four cases? It was like $350. 
And so then I started talking to my siblings. And I have a sister who's a doctor in, at Columbia Presbyterian in New York. And I, I've got, you know, another sister and a brother. And everybody needs it. So I, I went ahead and I ordered the case. And it's arriving in April. I was like, you know what? Friends will be asking me. They'll be like, do you have any hand sanitizer? Because the only way I got any was by asking my friend Daniel Ahrens and my friend Irene Gagnoni. That's it. I had none. I had zero. And in fact, not to keep yammering on, but I told Martha this story, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, I was flying for a while. It's been weeks. It's been three weeks, so all's good. But um, I... Uh, I could not find hand sanitizer even then. Cause you know, we kind of, people were worried about it. They thought it was yes. coming. I mm-hmm. went to New York. I went to LA. I get upgraded to first class cause I fly so much. It made me feel a little safer. That's the only reason I'm mentioning it is like, I kind of felt a little bit like, okay, I'm blocked off. There are only like six of us here. And I wiped down those seats. So good. <laughs> I wiped down I bet. every inch of, I wiped down the thing when you pull up the window and down, I was like, ew, I got it. I wiped everything down. Um, and then the Friday, March 13th, my husband says, oh, my 90-year-old mother, you know, I need to get those wipes. Can you show them to me? And I show them to him. And he goes, Nellie, these are not hand sanitizing wipes. This is camping toilet paper. Oh, so my God. I literally was using <laughs> camping toilet paper with no antiseptic value at all to wipe down. But I didn't get sick. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, it must have worked because the time frame, you would have you would have seen something by now. So yes. CBD hand sanitizer kind of reminds me of, did you hear the news in Denver this week? What's going on there? No, tell me. The mayor said that um, liquor stores and the dispensaries were not considered essential businesses. So the whole town of Denver freaked out and ran around to all the dispensaries and the liquor stores and loaded up. And after the mayor saw all this, literally just a few short hours later, he switched it and decided that dispensaries and liquor stores were now essential businesses. Well, I agree with him because that would be an outrage, an absolute <laughs> outrage if they closed down. I mean, I thought about it. Trust me, I, I did hoard wine. I'm going to tell you, I hoarded wine more than toilet paper. <laughs> and, um, but then I was like, well, at least it's in the, at least it's in the grocery. It's in the grocery store. But it's incredible to me because I'm sure the wine business and the liquor business are just making money hand over fist right now. And I got to tell Absolutely. you, I'm sorry. Listen, you need something to calm down. Like you really do. Like, and I think, you know, you just need, you need like something to look forward to. So, I mean, my husband and I have become like 1950s couple now where it's like, let's sit down outside and have a cocktail and talk about our days. And our days are pretty boring, but that's what we do. <laughs> oh, that's cute. I like that. Sean and I need to do that. Yeah. Well, they're, they're predicting that there's going to be a big baby boom in nine months, and they're going to be calling those people the coronials. <laughs> so it sounds kind of like you're a Japanese person saying colonials. Is that how it is? Colonials. <laughs> but, I mean, think about it, especially with people that are newlyweds and like actually still liked each other. <laughs> I know. It is a great opportunity for a baby boom, I guess. <laughs> I guess I thought so. that was funny. I will that. say this, guys. We're really lucky. I don't know. I watch everything on the news, of course. I always did anyway, but now I am. And, you know, New York is pretty pretty much struggling. Uh, yes. I think the peak is going to come in a couple of weeks, and I think that we're a little further behind. So let's say we'll really know what's going on in two weeks. That is my guess. Now, yeah. we could have been I, – I, I give our governor and mayor so much uh, kudos, so many kudos, because – what they did that was so smart was follow right behind New York and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal because we didn't need to. We didn't yeah. have, what I'm saying is we did need to, but my point is we didn't have the numbers to say that. 
and they shut it down. And California's doing well because um, our nanny housekeeper told me, we were talking on the phone the other day, she told me, because her family's still back there, she moved here <clears> with us, she said that they're, they're spraying Los Angeles every night. Spraying it? Yeah. They have helicopters like, spraying, like cleansing the city every night. Oh, wow. That's I know, interesting. I'm not sure why New York's not doing that. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good idea. Kind of like when they would spray this our neighborhood for mosquitoes. Yes. It's the same idea, but she said they're like flying around with helicopters and they tell people, keep your windows closed for two to three hours. This is what we're doing. And, you know, there's a big homeless population there, so it, it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Well, I've seen a lot of people are trying to make this a political thing. And guys, Corona isn't Trump's fault. Ebola wasn't Obama's fault and SARS wasn't Bush's fault. And only a handful of cases of herpes were Clinton's fault. So there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. And listen, I'm going to say this. I think he could have reacted sooner, but I didn't react sooner. Okay. I'm just going to say that. I think that it's true when you listen to experts that maybe he should have sort of stockpiled our supplies or something, but who really thought this was going to happen? And it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. We are where we are. He's doing a good job. He is a person trying to guide the nation and it is what it is. This is where we are. You can't, I mean, I, I was watching um, a network today. I'm not going to say who is what, uh, <laughs> but there was one guy who was a, uh, like an official and there was one person who was a journalist and the two of them, it was, I had, I had to turn it off. They were like literally screaming at each other. And it was like, really, oh how are you helping anybody around the country right now? What, what are you trying to resolve that you disagree? So <laughs> nobody cares, nobody cares. And, and then this is why the system and this is what both sides were saying. And I was like, eh, shut up and talk about, you know, information that, that informs people, you know? Yeah. Well, um, it's so hard to know which uh, news channels are the right ones to listen to. I actually will go to one on one side and the other on the other side and read them both and kind of merge my own compilation of the two yeah. and decide that that's what works for me. Yes. Anyways, um, so I wanted to tell you guys, we have some really good guests that are coming up. We've um, asked a couple of therapists to come on and talk to us about anxiety and that feeling of loss of control right now that I know a lot of people have. I know as a mom that we feel that sense of control pretty much every day because we have our set schedules and we know basically what to expect from day to day as far as what activities our kids have and what, what's going on with school for them. So we have some therapists that are going to talk to us and give us some support and just help walk us through this crazy time. And um, so be sure and look for that. We were, we're going to wait till early next week because we knew we'd have some technical problems to work out, which we ended up having. So we're going to wait till early next week and we're going to have some really great guests on the show. Yeah, and I think it's important to know what's happening at your local business and to talk to people because, you know, a lot of us, like my husband has his own company and it's a non-essential surgery company. So, right. you know, it's not, there are ways, you know, to talk about those things, have somebody on. I might even have him on to talk about that and how they're yeah. handling that. Um, I, as you guys know, work for CBS 11 and I cover restaurants. So a lot of my friends, people I've become friends with who have restaurants around the city, this is yeah. very tough for them. I mean, it, it really it's is. extremely hard. But they yeah. have to reinvent. And I will say this. I went to Banditos last night to get some takeout just for mm -hmm. myself. <laughs> yeah. 
And I went and I was going to order a glass of wine and, and um, nachos and just sit in my car and eat them and feel like I was at the bar. <laughs> so I go and I order it and they're like, well, we don't have glasses of wine. We only have bottles that are half price. And I was like, okay. So, so I get a whole bottle and I was like, can I have a glass? Because I thought that would be really sad if I was like, oh, oh, oh. So, so she was like, well, I can give you a cup of water, wink, wink. So I was like, that's great. So I jumped out. So my point is, I did not drink that bottle of wine. I just brought it home. I had a little glass of wine with my little nachos. But do you know how much my bill was? $18. How much? $18. Oh. So I was like, gosh, that's cheaper than going to the liquor store. <laughs> so my point is, there has to be that side of nachos to go with it. You can't get that at the liquor store. What? I said, and you got a side of nachos to go with it, and you can't get that at the liquor store. Exactly. And it just made me feel good to sit outside Bandito's and look at it, like, kind of like as if I were in prison looking inside, like, I wish I were in there. And oh my God. Feel good. It was a half hour well spent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it like you said, it is so important now more than ever to support our local businesses. Think about how much they give to all of our schools and all of our charities. And like Amazon or Target or Walmart, if you could talk to anybody and ask them for donations, do you think they're going to give us donations? I don't think so. I've never seen them support our schools directly. So we really need to support these guys that have been supporting us now more than ever. And I'm sure that we'll have some of those businesses on and we'll talk about talk to them directly just about how this has affected them and what we can do to help out. But definitely everyone's doing curbside or delivery. So um, go order that food and go pick it up or have it delivered. And they can have ideas for us about how they're making it fun. I just got something from a Los Angeles restaurant, like on an email and, you know, cause I'm between two cities and they said, Oh, Xi'an is doing this Chinese restaurant is doing this thing. It's called dinner for eight. And for $60, you get all this stuff. It's like basically mm -hmm. a, a whole Chinese dinner for eight people. They put it all together. It looked like a lot of fun. I thought, Oh, that's great. They're, they're making it festive which is what we kind of have to do is create our own festivities. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've seen some restaurants here that have put together what they're calling kits and they'll have, you know, dinner for, for a family of four or something like that. And they'll throw in the roll of toilet paper. <laughs> but one thing that That's made great. me laugh was um, one of them included uh, a mix to make blood orange margaritas, I think it was. And they actually had a video of their bartender showing you how to make your drink and he had the shaker and he was telling Very us how to shake it and so he was definitely making it fun martha can you please tell us who's giving out toilet paper <laughs> what? i think it was chips chips the hamburger place on lovers i think that they they actually had like they were calling it a little country store and they had some fruits and vegetables I kind of think they have Lysol and toilet paper. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, I, I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna patronize them this weekend uh, <laughs> <laughs> to get some toilet paper. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's so funny going back to toilet paper. How we used to toilet paper people's houses as a sign of um, it wasn't hatred. It was just like you know vandalizing your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> sign of love when it was vandal it was loving vandal vandalizing um yeah it was a weird way of saying that paper. i like you i think but i mean just i wouldn't imagine. take that camping toilet paper and throw it in people's yards just <laughs> toss it on the ground so if you see one piece one little 
wipe of like camping toilet paper in your in your um, driveway, it's from me. Okay, guys, that's my my way of TPing your house right now. That is, I, like, I want to know what's different between camping toilet paper and normal toilet paper. It's like a Can wipe. You describe the difference. It's like, a, first of all, it came in a little thing like that. I, sh I wish I had them with me. Oh, wait a second. I do. Hold on. <laughs> I do. <laughs> she has them with her. Don't buy these and think that they're, but it says bio wipe. Come on. That sounded very like scientific to me. I was like a bio wipe, but actually it's biodegradable. Okay. So. Okay. They're basically just non, it's like having Windex for your body, <laughs> if that makes any sense. These are useless. I don't know why it's in my purse still, but it is. <laughs> but in the end, they worked and they saved you. You did not get sick, so. They probably they, did. Maybe maybe there's something going there. Maybe I should contact the owner. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else should we talk about? We're um, getting close to the end of our show. Um Oh, have you watched any good TV shows or anything while you've been on lockdown? No. I haven't either, but <laughs> <laughs> I hear Tiger King is like all the rage right now. I hear everybody online talking about how good it is, and apparently my daughter has watched it. There's only been one season. It literally just came out, I think, over spring break, and there's seven episodes, she said, and she said she really wants me to watch it, and it looks really interesting. I don't completely understand the concept. Something about five or six different people who own uh, exotic animals, like tigers, and they have, um, I don't know, maybe sanctuaries or refuge. That sounds totally ridiculous to me. That's not, that's not going to make me watch that show. <laughs> but I'm telling you, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. I'm just being funny. So, but everybody um, is talking about it. I will watch it. And um, I will report back and let you know what I think. For me, it's been that I'm not quite that relaxed yet. Like I had to come up with a routine this week. Seriously, I had to come up with a routine for school, a routine for myself, a way to get outside, a way to talk to people, Zoom cocktails. Like I needed to find all that stuff. Like it's hard for me to actually, because all we do is sit, to sit on the couch and watch. Yeah. It just is. I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm sure I'll get there. But I, in the I meantime, right now, I'm like obsessed with the news. <laughs> I, am. I understand. I understand. Yep. Well, guys, that has been our first episode of the Bubble Lounge Quarantine Edition. And we will see you back, I think, tomorrow. We're Nellie and I are in negotiations with our lawyers about our contracts of how many times a week that we're going to be doing this. So we'll let you know in a few days exactly what we come up with. Exactly. <laughs> but it's been with our lawyers. We'll let you know. Our lawyer will call your lawyer and then we'll figure it out. But... <laughs> So guys, that's been our first episode in the Bubble Lounge in Contagion. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm Nellie Shudo. And I'm Martha Jackson. And we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys.